Oh, all right. Do you remember your joke? No. Which one? The one I thought you just <laughs> recorded it. I fucked it up. <laughs> all right. Ready? No. All right. Now, let me ask you a question. Uh, were you holding his hands throughout the picture? I was holding him back. He was running out. <laughs> a Weinstein joke. Thank you, Curly. This is Dr. Todd and Professor Feather of Midnight Gadfly. (laughs) Unsane Radio. That's unsaneradio.com. Oh, yeah, episode three. Oh, this three. So, uh, what do you think this episode's going to be about this time, Tar? Yeah, well, I think we're going to start off with uh, talking about uh, movies we watched when we were younger, being kids and stuff, and then... Movie Spotlight, movies. William Castle. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, no, no, then then on into uh, Horror Host Showcase. Who oh, is? Goularty. Oh, one of my all-time favorites. And if we have time, we might even open the briefcase. Um... <laughs> what the hell was that? What was what? Oh, ungodly sounds that I'm making right now. I don't know. Ungodly. Well, stop it. Let me un- <laughs> let me emphasize the ungodly part. Stop it. <laughs> okay. Paging Dr. Bataglia. Call extension 198. This is getting off to a good start. Episode 3. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> okay. First on the agenda. Oh, Tar, what were some of the, your favorite movies when you were a kid? And th- think in two forms. What you went to see at the movies and what you saw on TV. Well, that's kind of interesting. On TV, you know, it's, it's mostly like all the classical monsters and stuff. But I want to jump to... Uh, the drive-in where I saw like literally all the Planet of the Apes movies at the drive-ins over the, over the summers with my family. How old so were the, you? You know, and I didn't even really particularly like Planet of the Apes. How old were you? How old were you? Uh, I'd have to say it was about six, seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. you know, was that, was that 67, 68, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, okay. yeah. hot summer nights watching Roddy McDowell and Charlton Heston and James Franciosus, or whatever you... Anyway, yeah. Franciosa. Whatever, and Kim Hunter. And Kim Hunter, yes. How, oh. come, how come they never had, like, colored butts for, like, the baboons or anything like that? I think that would have been... They did, but they cut all of that out because of some <laughs> well, There were no baboons The censor bars looked all uh, distracted. The, the baboons had been germinated. Anyway... So, we're talking about Planet of the Apes. That, that A later episode. Yeah, and that's a pretty good. You were six or seven years old, you said? Yeah. 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 Uh, those are the big ones. Oh, I did see Valley of Guanji at the drive-in, too. I thought that was cool. You know, so did I. Um, yeah, and I was living in Florida at the time when, when, that came, when I saw that. Oh, yeah? It was actually on my way to Florida. Um, 
we stayed at a hotel, motel. It was a motel. It wasn't a hotel. We stayed at a motel, and the movie that was on the TV was Valley of the Blind. <laughs> First time I'd ever seen this it. Was, well, on TV, I'd seen it at the drive-in. This had to have been like a reissue or something, because yeah. it was like paired with a John Wayne movie. Right? <laughs> it was like, anyway, it was a John Wayne movie. I was like, ah, you know, it's so boring for me. But then all of a sudden, it was like, and they just said, just wait. <laughs> and then this came on. It was like, what is this? Anyway, it was yeah. cool. Drive-in. That's, that's interesting because, yeah, a lot of mine was drive-in, too. When I was probably 7, 8 to 10, you know, that was like in the in the late 50s, right in the heyday of, of drive-ins. <laughs> And there, yeah, I saw all kinds of really good movies at the right. drive-in when I was seven years old. But, uh, yeah. But what the, about TV? I was going to say, but going back to the TV stuff, and that's where you saw all the other, you know, all the old black and white movies and all the stuff that when you were a little kid, you know, scared you or the imagery scared you and stuff like that. You right. That? And yeah. shows like Thriller. House on Haunted Hill. Oh, Just speaking. That, you didn't even have to. You know what scared me the most in that? Is at the very beginning when they show the, the screaming. The oh, screaming yes. Heads. When you're a little kid and the lights are out, the screaming heads. Yeah. And it, yeah, anyway. They were great. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, that, I, yeah. that creeped me out. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah now that's a good one. That brings us right into uh, movie spotlight, or not movie, I'm sorry, director, director spotlight. Yeah, William Castle. William Castle. William Schloss. Yeah. <laughs> Who changed his name to Castle because that's Mr. What, German? Is that German for for Castle? Castle, yeah, yeah. So he did yeah. like a yeah, yeah. straight translation to it, yeah. Yeah. which worked perfect. I feel obligated to warn you that some of the sensations, some of the physical reactions, which the actors on the screen will feel, will also be experienced for the first time in motion picture history by certain members of this audience. I say certain members because well, some people are more sensitive to these mysterious electronic impulses than others. These uh, unfortunate, sensitive people will at times feel a strange, tingling sensation. <laughs> others will feel it less strongly. So those members, don't be alarmed. You can protect yourself. Those members are feeling At any tingling. time you are conscious of a tingling sensation, you may obtain immediate relief by screaming. Don't be embarrassed about opening your mouth and letting rip with all you've got because the person in the seat right next to you will probably be rip screaming one, too. And remember this, a scream at the right time may save your life. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that from sitting in the theater. But anyway, William Castle. I missed all that stuff. Born in 1914. I regret that. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. Missing the actual yes. physical. You got, you got to see the the actual stuff at work. The show. Yeah. yeah. Talking about the Tingler, um, I we probably talked about this before, but I was in the theater when they had the little buzzers underneath the chairs, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. and we would sit there and wait, and you know. Didn't you say you looked for them? We looked for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We didn't find them, and then then they went off, and then they made us get out of the theater so they could replace them. They oh, mo- oh, they moved them around. They mo- but they didn't kick us out of the theater. They just made us go into the lobby. And then they ro- reopened the doors, and anybody that wanted to go back in and watch the movie again <laughs> could <laughs> do see, it. That's kind of cool. So we all went back in. I'm, you know, seven, eight years old or whatever. We go back in. We don't know where to, you know, we're 
looking around, you know, wondering where that. So we're looking under seats as people were piling in, you know, for the second time, still didn't find them, you know. But that was so cool, yeah. <laughs> and what uh, was it? Thirteen ghosts. That he was a master showman, um, you know, in in very influential the, in in that kind of the a, ghost the ghost viewer. Yeah, ballyhoo. <laughs> he he was a, he was a filmmaker ballyhoo. Did you get the DVD? It had that in. No, I didn't. Had the, no, oh, I did. I, okay, yeah. I have to lend it to you. It's yes, uh, that no, that I had it when it came out. I watched it. I was oh, there I know you did. to the premiere but of that. I've got it now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, now you make me want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Go back and watch. I it. will. But yeah, he. You know what? One really interesting thing about him, he got the rights to um, Rosemary's Baby. And he wanted to direct it. I know. Well, that. yeah, but they said no, man. We'll do it, but you can't direct it. And they went ahead and did it, and it was, you know, Rosemary's Baby. Uh, they did give him the producer job, though. And yes, he, they did. He owned the store. Did you know he bought that store? Yes. He wanted to, that was like his pet project for yes. years. Yeah, he got the rights to it. Exactly, exactly. Which was very cool. And and he looked at the situation and said, wow, you know, it's still going to go. And, and the, look what it did. Well, yeah. And, and it was a great movie. It was, it was. And the studio themselves, I mean... He would, regardless, he would have been associated with these prior movies, you know, re- yes. no matter how he directed it. But yeah. It, but anyway, so. yeah. <laughs> and then, then there's that thing between him and Hitchcock where he did the, like, you know, Hitchcock had the profile. <laughs> yes. and, and he did it only sitting in the uh, chair, in the director's chair yep, with the cigar. With the big old cigar, yeah. And looking over his shoulder sometimes, you know. <laughs> can't, can't do that. <laughs> looking over his shoulder sometimes. Well, they were, they were in, uh, they kind of uh, influenced each other too, right? I mean, there was uh, Hitchcock influenced him, but then he made uh, House on Haunted Hill. Hitchcock saw that and said, "Oh, hey, I'm going to make Psycho." That's right. That's and right. So, One of my all-time favorite movies, by the way, and, and low budget. And that's a, that's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Not to digress here, but you know, I'm no, not it, a big it, Hitchcock fan, but I love that movie. But then Psycho. There was a, wasn't there another Psycho. movie that right after that he made one that was like Psycho, except it was a woman. Oh, um, Joan Crawford. Homicide. Oh, what no, was no. that? Homicidal? There was, like, there was like no, two. Was Berserk. No, it wasn't homicidal. It's Berserk. Berserk. Because she had the dangly. Is it Berserk? Yes. She had the bracelets that dangled. Oh, yeah. And she had the yeah. big hair. Yeah, I don't think that's the one Skin. that I'm talking about because I think it's pretty close. It's where she takes the wig off and it looks like it's a guy or something, or, but it's actually a woman. Is it Joan Crawford? Oh, is that the one you're talking about, Wilming? Paging Dr. White. Oh, Dr. Uh, White, call your office. Dr. White, call your office. Straight Jacket? Oh, no, that's what I'm thinking of, Straight Jacket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't, I don't know what, what movie that is. What movie you're talking about? Yeah, I was just I was just watching a documentary on him earlier, and uh, I remember them showing that kind of back and forth that they were doing there for a while. Oh, the, uh, the was, transgender, whatever the killer was. Yeah. When it's because, like, of all these antics, like with uh, was it his first one, was that Massacre or, or, or Macabre? Macabre. Macabre. Yeah, Macabre. And then he did uh, House on Haunted Hill, which he made like $5 million, which back then was like huge. Huge. Oh, yeah. It was, a, it was a really big movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's in one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, uh, oh, we, did a, we did a uh, right. Tar and Feathers Psycho Cinema who did the, episode of. House on Haunted yes, Hill. Yes, we did. Oh, yeah, where can where can you find that? <laughs> you can find that at uh, <laughs> Tar and Go to um, um, Vimeo and look up Tar and Feather. You'll see a bunch of our stuff. 
that's Vimeo, and just look up Tar and Feather. So hey, a plug. All right. <laughs> but anyway. Did you guys ever see uh, what was the one uh, Sardonicus? Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah. it at the theater. Oh, yeah. did you? Yes, yes. And yeah, I got, saw all And these. you got to vote, didn't you? Yeah, got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I loved everything that he did. I thought that was great. Which brings us to another one uh, movie that we were talking about. This is kind of a weird digression. Matinee. Yes. <laughs> John Goodman. John uh, Goodman. What year was that? What year did, was it made? Yeah. I, I'm, boy, I'm, you got me. But that movie is so good. Uh, uh, Joe Dante. The, from the 90s, it, was right. it? From yeah, the 90s, early 90s. 90s. Something like that? I feel bad about that. Joe Dante. Who wrote it? I, wasn't it Joe Dante? I think so. I think so. <laughs> You're in territory I don't really know right now. But, you know, could be. <laughs> I'll take your word for good. it. I'll so, take your word for it. It sounds time. really good, doesn't it? I think that's who, who yeah. wrote it. But, yeah, no, I saw all this. Or he directed it, too, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, William Castle, what a guy. Well, yeah. we were talking about matinee. But matinee, yeah, matinee is really a, an homage to it William is. Castle. It's, it's all William Castle, and it looks like, what do I want to say, that uh, Edward Field to it movie, Tim Burton's Edward Field. You know, it was kind of, they were made about the same time, weren't they? Something like that. I, I, you know, oh, those are way which better. Is kinda, I would say that, uh, I mean, what... You knew they were on sound stages, right? I mean, which is you know what what you were looking at those days, but so like what I really was impressed by was just his what you were talking about, which is his showmanship, right? So like the one he offered from Lloyd's of gimmicks. London, yeah, gimmicks, one thousand dollars death insurance. Oh yes, <laughs> unless yeah. you've already got like a heart problem or something. Yes, like he was right, a master. Right. That. He started all that stuff. Well, well no, hang on, I think I got a little sample of that one. When you go to see my picture, homicidal. You'll get one of these certificates. <laughs> then at the climax of Homicidal, there will be a fright break. If you are too frightened to stay to see the rest of the picture, you can present this certificate at the coward's corner and get your full admission price refunded. Oh, and please, don't reveal the ending the of Homicidal to your booth. friends, or they will kill you. If they don't, <laughs> I will. Damn! Yes, sir, Mr. Castle. <laughs> He's a hardcore. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, William Castle, though he, he, what you know, what a what a good guy. Oh, what was the what were the pictures in uh, Famous Monsters all the time? The oh, it was the Ballyhoo for Thirteen Ghosts with the, when they had like the contest with all the little kids on the wagon oh, and yes. he rode around town with like come see Thirteen Ghosts or whatever it was. But anyway, yeah, I, remember, I just remember those pictures from Famous Monsters. Was, yeah, I remember the hype from that. I remember in the lobby. There would be, uh, he would usually, they would usually have a life-size replica of him, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and with all the, you know, the tingler, you know, this whole big little Show or diorama. Display, yeah, 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 display. That was always, that was oh, pretty cool. cool. Oh, yes, yes. I wonder if you could ever find any of those. Uh, yeah. Who knows, yeah. Tell you, we ought to get in the business of doing reproductions, <laughs> selling those things. I bet those big. But anyway, I William Castle, pretty good guy. Yeah, we had a bit of him at the beginning of the episode as well. That was him outside in a line interviewing people after they had seen Homicidal. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, some of the other stuff that he did that I thought was really interesting was showing up in a hearse and bringing a bunch of nurses. You know what I mean? In case somebody <laughs> were, were going to die. Oh, he, yeah. he. That's what I said. He, you know, the master of Ballyhoo. Right. And then what was the 13 Ghosts one? Did you guys talk about that one? Oh, that was the ghost viewer. With the, yeah. yeah, the viewer. 
Yes. You had the red or the blue lens, and it depended if you wanted to see the ghost or not. <laughs> it's supposed to stop you from being terrified, I guess. But and, uh, and when we were kids, we had that, and you wanted to look at it and see. You and you, and, oh, yeah. and, you, and there was a difference. Got a headache doing it, but yeah. Well, yeah. Saw, I mean, <laughs> that was all part of the fun. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that. I remember that. That was a good time. Yeah. What What's the other stuff they did? Uh, oh, Emerjo was that was for uh, House on Haunted Hill. House on Haunted Hill. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? Yes. Oh, yes. Did you? Oh, yes. Did it work? Yes. People no. throw it. No. <laughs> but yeah, People yeah. People throw crap at it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were there were three different gimmicks. He had uh, 13 Ghosts, which was Illusiono. 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 Yeah, that was the what you were talking about, the red and the blue. Um, and then Illusion. in the Tingler, it was Percepto. Oh, yeah, that's the vibrating seats. And at the <laughs> end, he also had something that had made it look like... Um, the actual tingler was there in the theater and oh, they had Vincent Price over top of it going, you better run. Well, the scene was that they, you know, it, it, there's a scene where it gets into the theater and it gets up into the proje- projection booth. Right. But in the theater, it was supposed to set up when this happens is like, you see it cuts to a, uh, what you see on the screen looks like the, the silhouette of the tingler going over the lens yeah. yes. of the camera. Yes. And all of a sudden the, the, you hear the screams and apparently the, the whole place goes black. And then you hear Vincent's price, you know, telling everybody scream your lungs out and all that stuff. And then they would actually have pay a couple of people to go out there and start people screaming too. Yeah. So yeah, it would have been kind of the first time it happened. It'd be kind of interesting to see what happened to people, so, you know, well, and then the final one was, yeah, it was House on Haunted Hill, which was Emerjo. Emerjo, the skeleton. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To experience them all yeah. live, the first at first hand, yeah, pretty nice. So, what did they do in the theater for the House on Haunted Hill? That was uh, the skeleton flying over the flying over top of the whole audience, only yeah. in probably select theater. And that didn't did happen it. where, yeah, in my theater. Oh, what was it? Nothing. Oh, nothing. No. There was no, yeah, they didn't do anything. <laughs> I I, they, they probably to, weren't rigged. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, that was like. Well, I heard they had to take them down quickly, though, because people were throwing crap stuff at them, knocking them off. The, well, that takes the us that. Stuff. Well, that takes you also into the spook shows that they would have with <laughs> yeah. things flying around. Direct. And, that's where it came from. It, exactly. That's what, <laughs> exactly. You're you're exactly right. Good connection there. And later on. He's the, just an extension of that. Yeah, he was. Yes. I, and Matt Name makes fun of that when they have the guy in the Matt costume being out in the audience and stuff and the nurse and all. Yeah. Good movie. Going back to that. <laughs> well, I think yeah. we did William Castle to death. Did him. <laughs> Done. <laughs> we do. We, we really do admire him, though. That brings us to uh, what Child movie? Man. What movie? Oh, this is a good one. Which one are we doing? Invasion of the Body? No. 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 <laughs> Invasion of the Saucer Men. There you go. Oh, sorry. My bad. And Invasion my of the Body Saucers. Body Saucers, yes. Woo. Oh. <laughs> Check out those headlights. <laughs> yeah, that movie. Okay. Uh, this is a great movie. Not, not, this is a great movie. Wait a minute. All right. It All was right. made and released anyway in 1957. Is it in color or is it in black and white, Tar? Oh, it's black and white. It's black and white. 1957 black and white monster movie. 
Second billing usually, but alien alien movie. Yeah. Second billing usually, yes. You know, and it's <laughs> the movie is it's cheesy. It really is. But but saying that, if you go back that uh think of when it was made and all that stuff, you know, the whole flying saucer, the the little green men and Oh, it was big at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. But even at the time, it was becoming less serious. So, I mean, they're making fun of it now, and it's just... Well, that, that, yeah, in 1957, it was pretty odd to make a lot of fun of it. That didn't happen until Well, a and later. it's kind of funny because it has all the elements of X-File in it, too, you know. Yes. The, and uh, and the how do they um, take care of their victims or their opponents? Got them drunk. Got them drunk. <laughs> well, you know, maybe on their planet they're like uh, alcohol uh, poisoning. <laughs> well, maybe they're like cobras. You know, they're, they're all toxic. maybe they were all innocent and they were just like, hey, maybe he just needs a drink of water. <laughs> but to them, water is alcohol. Yeah, but did you ever see how they deliver it? It's great. Well, they killed they killed the Riddler. They did. <laughs> he was a drunkard anyway. He, he <laughs> in the movie he was already drinking. That's right. That's right. And who else is in this movie? Frank uh, Gorshin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Who is Frank Gorshin? The Riddler. The Riddler. Yes. Oh, oh, Riddler. oh, I can't do it. What's that? That's what I said, the Riddler. Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> and who you said that earlier. They said they killed the Riddler. Oh, that's right. With booze. That's right. <laughs> Riddle me this. Man, you're way more you're way more on top of this shit than I am. Good thing it wasn't like, that's a good one though there, Gadfly. I'm not that that's on a top good of one. it. My software just crashed. That's why it went quiet. I it's not quiet. I hear it. it. You do now because I got it back. You guys were distracted. That's because our conversation was so scintillating (laughs) that it just had us mesmerized, didn't it, Todd? Mesmer what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that word scintillating. It's like it's like moist (laughs) or damp, hot. (laughs) Invasion of the saucer men. Yeah. Also can be looked at as that uh, the invasion. They they propaganda against communism, right? But they were they were poking fun. They were already covering up UFO landings and sightings and stuff. I love that, and it's that, and how that's become embroiled in our psyche now. You know, with all these stories of conspiracies and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and they're just yeah. I just think how funny it, it encompasses a lot of all all of that kind of a mentality in that little what is barely an hour long, isn't it? And yes. And right up it, right up there with um, um, Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. Oh no, seriously. Yes. Except they had way cooler little aliens. The yeah. aliens, which brings me to the aliens. The saucer men were played by Angelo Rosito. <laughs> yeah, freaks. Yeah, scared to death. Yeah, the Mad Max guy. Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, Floyd Hugh Dixon, who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Paul Blaisdell and Bob Burns. Uh, Paul, yeah, but yeah, they made the yeah they yes, made the saucer. Yes, man. yes, that's funny. I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. <coughs> but it's a fun movie. Um, yeah, everything very iconic. Yes, it is. It has become. It is a really silly little movie, but it, it's you, you do have to see it though. Here, I when got you a, watch I, it I, now, I got, a little, I got a little piece of it right here from the trailer. Let's get a bit of flavor. Hold on, please take orders. This is Carter, Johnny Carter. Of Mars. Oh, sure, they're from another planet. What a dilemma for young lovers Steve Terrell and Gloria Castile. 
He thought I was kidding. Nobody will believe the invasion of the saucer men. All this makes it seem natural for a beer-drinking bull to appoint himself chaperone of Lover's Lane. Hey, for Pete's sake! And a farmer with the longest shotgun you've ever seen plays the villain. What's so funny? Well, I expected to be frightened on my wedding night, but nothing like this. Sunday <laughs> night, too. We've been flooded with calls from people who say they've seen flying saucers oh and little green monsters. Wonder how that rumor ever got started. <laughs> It's too fantastic too to believe. Fantastic. Only this special unit and the President of the United States will know what happened here tonight. You Thank mean, God. You know what's happened? I've got a special <laughs> unit. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a movie. What a movie. Uh, that was a funny movie, though. Yeah, I liked it. I like it. Yeah, I just watched it uh, probably <laughs> a month ago. Yeah, I watch it on a regular basis. It's one of those things I'll put on in the background. Yes. And it, you know, it also, um, as a final note for the whole thing, unless anybody else has anything to say about it, it reminds me now, and thinking back on it, it, it was TV. It looked like a TV set. Everything looked kind of TV-ish yeah. for that movie. Yeah. It, like just, it could um, have been made for TV by TV efficient. people. Yes, and just the way it looked and everything. Well, I always and I wondered. think that was because that was the, the transition. People were transitioning from film into TV, probably, into television. It probably doubled and, in the TV studio or whatever. Yes, whatever. And, yeah, I, well, yeah, that, you're probably right. But I just think that was just, I didn't really think about it at the time when I saw it at, during the day when it was on. Right. It was just cool because it had the cool aliens. <laughs> and funny because, it, you know, it, it killed people by, you know, drinking them, you know, alcohol. Which, you know, when you're a kid, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, it was the needles things coming out. That was kind of scary. They were kind of good. Yeah, I like that. That, that was, was I thought it was a good effect. And the eyeball. Yeah, and the, the eyeball. hand crawling around. Yes, I love that. Love that. <laughs> well, no, like, I, like intentionally funny horror movies like that or, or yes. alien movies. Those, you know, that's fairly new for that kind of thing. That's and, true. And, and it is intentionally funny. Uh, it, well, it no, is. it is. That, it, and, and that is true. It, it was. But it it's was. also telling you how what sci-fi in the 50s finally reached i mean they're making the starting to make the comedies you know like like this and what was it Abbott costello meet go to mars or something like that you hit know? the three stooges go to mars when, when was that made oh that was 60s 60s wasn't it yeah yeah they did a couple yeah uh, that's anyway. a, the three stooges are, is a whole nother subject <laughs> But they all go. They all seem to go through phases like that, you know, where it starts off to serious and stuff, then it degenerates. And, well, yeah. Right, right. But yeah, <laughs> good movie. Good movie. Yeah, fun. Hey, where does that bring us? I don't know, man. Oh, don't just just the imagery of. Oh, do you remember uh, comic book wise? Just talking about Saucerman. Um. Just the way they looked. I mean, you're talking about icon, the iconic look of that. You know, even before I saw that movie, I mean, that's what you kind of pictured. What an alien. Yes, that. Now you're right. You know what I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. A lot of that came from my comic book collection, though, too. But that's true. No, that's true. Well, they had those tops cards as well, right? Was this back in that same time? And you know, I never had the tops cards. I, I mean, I, I kind of think I did, but I didn't. Yeah, I, and, I remember and, the model. I remember like... Uh, I mean, isn't that where... Uh, hot Rod models and stuff. With isn't the that where guy. the Tim Burton movie comes from? What's that? Uh, Mars Attacks. Mars Attacks. Mars yeah, Attacks. that was uh, yeah. Tops. 
Yeah, that was tops, but that was later on. Was it? That's why I was wondering. Was it that 50s, oh, 60s? 60s. I think Mars Attacks was 60s, was wasn't it? Yeah. 60s. But, there were, but before that, there, there were other stuff. Um, was there? I thought there was. What? Like what? Like Mom, what? Like horror trading cards, you know, the monster trading cards. Oh, boy, I don't remember them. Yeah, I don't remember them. Uh, yeah, I never got. And I never really got the tops. I think maybe a little bit, but not much. Because at the time, I thought they didn't like them. I thought they were, I thought they were too childish. <laughs> yeah, and then then I go back and look at them now. And go, well, those are kind of cool. But to, to his credit, I liked the movie that Tim Burton made way better than I liked the cards. Yes, and it's kind of cool that he had the whole movie. Story what a great movie! Through. Talking about talking about a weird, weird movie. But it would be also a, a direct offshoot of this kind of movie that we're talking about. You know, oh yeah, taken taken to the next level. Level exactly, yes. oh, exactly. Uh, Yes. You get an A-list cast, you get a, a good budget, but then still have the same kind of nostalgia that he brings and his sense of humor. <laughs> I love the built-in cheesiness, even the oh, yeah. right down to the way the flying saucers look. The, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was just, it was just fun. The classic um, flying saucer look. What yeah. was the movie? Oh, uh, um, come on, come on. Earth versus the flying yes, saucer. Yes. yes, Earth versus Ray the Harry flying saucer. Ray Harryhausen's movie. Yeah. Yes, and th- that's what the oh, yeah, yeah. evocative of of, oh, sure. the, of those models. But and as that, soon as the good. ramp came out, that was Tim Burton. Yes, no, yeah, yeah no. He <laughs> has a lot of in, influence in what goes on. But going back to Earth versus the flying saucers, I might add, I thought that was one of the coolest movies when I was a little kid. Yeah, you're right. There's another like one. There's one. another one. I We're like talking about one. watching movies when when you're a kid. I remember that yes, a lot. Yes. I remember that from TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where I saw it. You know, another one I remember from TV is Not of This Earth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that no, was that, a good one. I, you know, I, that I think movie creeped me out. You're it, talking about... You're talking it, about a creepy movie. It when did I later. Was, I was creeped when I watched that movie for when the first, I first time. Saw it, when I first saw it when I was little, though, I, I didn't like it because it just... Mm, nothing's happening. Which, which but one I was a little kid, you know. Which one is not of this earth? Which one? Um, the one with Tracy Lords. <laughs> oh. I never watched that one all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, yeah. <laughs> the original. What, well, yeah, I don't know what that is. Tell him what it is, Todd. It's the Roger Corman 1957 sci-fi classic with Men in Black, Paul Birch, and uh, what's her name? Um she was actually pretty good. Beverly her. Garland. Yes, I liked her. Yes, yes. Uh, and who else? Yeah. It, I thought, that, oh, Dick Miller. Dick, Dick Miller. Miller. Dick yes. Miller was in it. Yes. And some other people. Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller. I like Dick Miller. Uh, yeah, the movie itself. Uh, how did we get on this? But anyway, <laughs> the movie itself is really cool. Which uh, movie? If you haven't, uh, Which movie? Not Which movie you were talking not about? Not of this earth. Oh, now. Oh, okay. So that, what, what's the story here? What for now? That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not familiar with this movie at all. Aliens have come to Earth because they need blood. They they look like us, but are odd enough and different enough to stand out. If that makes sense. You yeah. Know, the they, invaders. It, they're, they they a, they have a, a creepiness to the movie. Yeah, because they have kind of an unfeeling quality to them. They they're very. Yeah, no emotions. And they also have these creepy white eyes. 
Paul Birch takes off his dark glasses. He looks like the the, the typical men in black, which anybody that's, you know, anybody that's listening to this which is, knows uh, what an which MIB is. interesting is. because that's kind of like when the first men in black stories were first pretty, coming out. Yes, pretty close to it. So Project these movies, kind of which makes you wonder which came movie, first. These movies, you know, proved to be topical. I, but anyway, yeah, Corman just made an efficient movie and he did it well. Yes. It was just, and yes. it's a cool movie. I like it. And it's, uh, it, it's creepy. You know, one of the creepiest scenes to me is when, and it had, it's not really gross, but when I was a little kid, you kind of fill in the blanks, I guess, when he was uh, emptying his vial into the flask to put in the refrigerator and you knew, you know, it was probably chocolate syrup, but it's supposed to be blood. blood. Yes. Yeah. And then you look, you look in the fridge and it's like all oh, these other flasks with chocolate syrup. And it's like, ah, the umbrella creature. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's probably, alien. that's probably creeped me out more than anything. Did it? Yeah. Just the fact of what, it, what it would do. It was creepy when it yes, landed on it. It landed. Yeah. And like it whatever landed. it did to his top of his head. Yes. You know, just. Yes. And that, that just creeped me out. Cause I'm going, man, now, because that's alien. That's right. not something that could just happen. Right. You know, this is not some psycho. This is this is this is a true science fictional and I, alien. And I like that look where he just he has these things and he pulls out that flask and he opens like these are tools that he has already. Oh yeah. yes, oh and yes. And they would have yeah. to go through his tr- matter transmitter or whatever. And it has a lot of cool concepts in it. Oh no, I think it's and and it's it has just a like you said this creepy atmospheric vibe to it that you know they somehow they achieve you know well one of the things is it's very well shot the cinematography is really good the <laughs> lighting is top notch you know, and it's it, fun because those uh, those cameramen were just yeah just going down to the efficiency of everything did you know uh, what's his name paul Bert? it <laughs> was drinking all the time oh yeah and there's like see the scenes where they're in the doctor's office and uh he's supposed to be sitting in the waiting room that's, yes, that's not Birch. That's some guy that they had fill in for him when he was like all drunk. One he was day. too drunk. Yeah, too drunk to, to make it. To I the, love that story. Honey, but you, when you're a little kid, he's got hey that something doesn't look right. Something just isn't right. But it does look like him. But it doesn't. It's, it's funny. See it's, that just that just fed into my unreality of that reality. <laughs> it does. It does. I, yes, it does. He, he's, he's, Wait a minute, he's he truly more, is he's some, morphing. Some, some man, yeah, that could morph. Lizard man! Okay. Wow, how do we get on that movie? Aliens. Invasion of the Saucer Men, actually. That's right, you're right, you're right. Sit here, pat myself, but stay sick. But. <laughs> <laughs> Ingolardi's too cool. To, 
He gets the poor cameraman open up the box. See? They got a little shocker in there, babies. You're pretty tricky, right? You didn't catch Kulardi, I'll tell you that. Don't go away now. Oh, you want me to stop? Well, that's what I like, a good, strong signal. From 1963 until 1966, Cleveland and surrounding areas was bombarded by the one and only Goulardi. Under assault. <laughs> and he did assault the community <laughs> quite a bit. Cast some aspersions, too. <laughs> All the other horror hosts of the day were vampires. Your your iconic, you know, undertakers or whatever. It just Or yeah. vampires. Well or vampires, yeah. Or vampires. So what did Ernie Anderson, aka Gulardi, do? He came out dressed in a lab coat. Uh, freaked up, beat me. Yes. Buttons <laughs> all over his coat. Pair of uh, Ray Bands, one lens missing. The fa- the fakest his his goatee, his Van Dyke. His and goatee looks even worse his than fe- feathers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> pretty close, pretty close. I was going to say it ranks up there with Groucho Marx. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Goulardi. What can you say about this guy? He. The king. He was the king. <laughs> I remember him. I watched him. I was. I was 14 years old when I was introduced oh, to Goulardi. Prime. Prime. I was prime. That's no kidding. And I watched him faithfully and loved every minute of it. That's, I thought he was just terrific. I, and I was, I'm fortunate to have lived through it at the time, you know, because it was, it was a magical time for me. Now see, I've only got to experience him on like YouTube and stuff, which... You still know, get it, you still get to see oh, him. Oh yes, it's and cool seeing him, but yes, yes but uh, not like seeing him right live and, and or whatever is considered live. Just being on the ride. Yes, you know, just, yes. Yeah. But you were aware of Goulardi before you even got a chance to see him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because yeah, this is something that you know, just a, by, a phenomenon that has happened since like YouTube has ho- come. Yeah, and and just knowing. The other horror hosts that I, when I was growing up, that I liked, and it kind of led into me looking into the other things and yeah, even, what went before. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, he was actually a much more prominent cultural force too, because like during his initial part of his show, um, crime and uh, traffic accidents were down oh, during that time true. period that's through true. the entire time. Yes, and the statistics were like uh, you know backed up by the police saying oh, because true. everybody stayed home to watch yeah. the Goulardi. Well, that's kind of cool. Oh yeah, I mean he was tremendously popular, tremendously popular. But he was an iconoclast. Yes, and you know that really went against the grain. But it was a uh, foretelling of what was to come. This was a time of the beatniks. Oh, actually, this is this is proto or uh, post beatnik. Yeah. No, this is after the beatniks. Getting ready. This to go is into right. That. He is right going into the hippie generation. You know, going right into the hippie generation and appealing to that type of mentality because he, screw authority and yes, all. Yeah, yes, just and, a, yeah. And you know, Ernie Anderson had his problems before this. Um, he was not like you know. He was kind of a wild guy. He got fired from one of his radio jobs for riding his motorcycle through the hallways. <laughs> uh, 
So well, he, he wasn't he wasn't like some shy guy. It could only have been better if he was dressed as Goulardi, but that was well. He was uh, <laughs> he was even in you know into the fireworks, blowing the, that stuff up, and apparently, uh, according to was it Big Chuck, while he was producing the show, had set the place on fire. Oh yes, and continued to go while Chuck was running around trying to put this out, apparently, oh, or something funny. like that. Some some story like that. But apparently, like he would, you know, forget it was time to do the show too, because they had a bar in the station. So he'd be sitting, <laughs> at, he'd be sitting at the bar, and they'd be like, "Oh, I've I got see, to go." I see a design flaw in the plans of that building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's why I said he was just kind of a, a, a kind of a not a really a wild guy, but you know, he had his moments. Yeah, but he put a, a pretty firm seat in Cleveland because the whole Cleveland area has a tremendous number of uh, offshoots, you know, a lot of horror houses, as Ohio does in general. Yeah, Ohio is, became became the, the horror host center of the universe. <laughs> yes, we are festering with them. That is true. That is true. We're tar and feather psycho cinema, you know, part of the long line of horror hosts in Northwest and Ohio in general. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for the support, Tar. <laughs> You're supposed to say visit us at tarandfeather.com and oh, I didn't go to the gift shop and buy a couple of DVDs. Yeah, go right. Or some chicken heads run right down, in, a, yeah. in a little pot. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be working on that. Okay. Anyway, okay, I think you should. At, at, at tarandfeather.com. Speaking of Goulardi. He went on um, after his run as, as Gulati. Oh, another thing about him to, to go back. He would go to um, fairs and uh, oh. parades and was just a wildly, wildly popular. He did a lot of charitable work. He did. Too. He did a lot of charitable work. He was not a, that's what he, I said. he uh, was a really good guy. He started that, what, that softball and basketball team? Yes, yes, that's that right. Would, uh, but it was like all the personalities from the TV station and him. And his zany antics, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, talking about Ballyhoo. <laughs> yeah. This goes back to uh, William Castle, who he was watching at the time. Yeah. Well, and I think it was kind of helping break every all those horror hosts out of the have to be the creepy guy or the creepy lady or whatever that was. Oh, you know, yeah. That kind of, it just basically said, okay, we can also be a cartoon character. Right. Because that's really what he was, you know, an, a cartoon oh, yeah. character. Yeah, yeah. I mean... A socially but, conscious, satirical cartoon character. He was. Oh, speaking yes. of our stuff, though, I, I think that we kind of pull from, I, I, I guess we mimic a lot of people, but that's all right. If I'm going to be stealing from someone, I want to be stealing from the best. <laughs> and we, we have, you, come on, we have. Well, that's where everybody comes from, right? <laughs> well, I mean, exactly, I know, but we, I, yeah, I know. But I, I, well, I would, I would say you guys are of the kind of Goulardi camp right people yeah, that but, don't don't but, take but yourself also, so seriously uh, or other, all that oh, kind of stuff right? you're talking about okay yeah yeah you're more like outrageous I, you're more outrageous than you you think i like that yeah <laughs> i have no problem with that uh, yeah well you're living in an asylum i mean what the hell no shit but it does i mean that is true a lot of it comes from Gulardi. um another one that was kind of a breakout was uh morgus he was now, yeah, see, the I, mad that's scientist. That's another one I never he, got a chance. He was a he was a mad scientist, you know, um, which was kind of going against the grain. You got to see him though, didn't you? Yes, I got to see him at, when he was in Detroit for a little while. Oh, that's yes, cool. yes, that was pretty. That There's was pretty a movie. Cool. I want to see. Doesn't he have a movie? I think he yes, can get and it I've out never there. seen it. You can get it. Uh, I just never seen it. Uh, maybe I have yeah, to buy that. You buy it. Go buy it, and we'll <laughs> review it. How's that? We'll review can it. I, can I? 
Do I get reimbursed for, through the company account? Yes. Back to Goulardi. Um, Goulardi went on after 1963. He left um, Cleveland and went out west to Hollywood. Why did he go out to Hollywood? A better gig. Yeah, to be a voiceover. Followed his uh, buddy Tim Conway out there. Oh, that's true. We forgot. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he, he and Tim Conway were good friends. That's true. I totally forgot Tim's about like, that. Tim's like, yeah, you got a voice. Bring yes, it out. Yes. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it was not Tim Conway. <laughs> that was my imitation of Tar. <laughs> it was pretty good then. Certainly. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. But yeah, he, he became the voice the of the love boat. He became the voice of the love boat. Saturday, the love boat just might sink. That's entertainment. It's a Titanic two-hour spectacular when Barbie Benton, David Birney, the Rovers Audra Lindley, Lola Falana, Dick Martin, and Donna Mills sail unawares into the funniest ocean disaster ever. Is this the big kiss-off for the love boat? The other notable factor uh, that I'm going to include about Goulardi, and then I'll shut up about him, he sired... A fantastic son who is Paul Thomas Anderson. What more can you say? Man, what a legacy. Stay sick. Turn blue. Well, I'll see you in Parma. Wear your white socks. Bring your kielbasa and whatever else I can think of from that time. The Parma Muckrakers. Oh yeah, time to open that old insane unsane briefcase oh yeah this is the cruise weekly pick of the week I'm sorry a little redundancy there I'm sorry anyway I'm going to start this is Professor Feather no, I'm sorry this is Dr. Tar and even oh. even as obnoxious Excuse as I am me. I'm going to give you my review Excuse me. This is Feather, and my movie of the week is, wait for it, wait for it. The, dark the Dark Backward. Backward. We'd like to book him on next week's show. Keep in mind that a limo will be waiting for you. We're going to Hollywood! Starring Judd Nelson. My name is Marty Mall. Bill Paxton. It's Gussie Pussy. Wayne Newton. Yes, uh, Jackie Chrome. Lara Flynn Boyle. I love you, James Conn. Rob Lowe. Dirk Delta. The Dark Backward. We're going to Hollywood, and we're going to be big stars. That's my boy! That's my boy! Yes, the dark backwards. <laughs> Came out in 1991. 
written and directed by Adam Rifkin. This fellow inmates is one strange movie. If you've never seen it, very, very bizarre movie. This movie stars Judd Nelson, who plays a garbage man by day, aspiring comic by night. And I use the term comic loosely because he's one of the worst comics you've ever heard. Flops and in, he flops and flop houses. That's how bad he is. And he's just going nowhere until something happens. Oh yes. An arm starts growing out of his back. What does this do? It makes him a subject of Ballyhoo. Bill Paxton, this is one of Bill's better roles. Bill is one of the grubbiest, just dingiest people you've ever met, but with a heart of trash. And I think he just does an exquisite job at this movie. And I will say one more thing about this movie. Wayne, Wayne Newton is top notch in this movie. He is tremendous. Uh, so is James Conn, but James Conn always is. I'm a doctor. Anyway, um, that's it. I think it's this movie. Um, oh yeah, I do have one other thing. Robert King Moody is in this movie, is Twinkles. He was the space captain in Teenagers from Outer Space. Oh, yes, my pick this week is Host, <laughs> a 1977 Japanese production. Uh, this was made in response to Jaws, believe it or not. And uh, when it came out, Japanese critics didn't like it very much. Americans loved it. Ate it up, you might say. <laughs> There's a, uh, the, the idea is that the, these group of teenagers go to this one teenager's aunt's house, but this house begins to devour them one by one. <laughs> this movie is so bizarre. <laughs> if you want a good time, just... What, however you view your movies nowadays, <laughs> call it up. Give it a watch. It's, uh, it, it's the most surreal movie, horror comedy movie you'll see. <laughs> Not sure about that one, but it's... Uh, it, it, I liked it. You crossed it to the other side of the street. You're not gonna get me. Everybody who wants to shoot a cop nowadays has got one hell of an excuse. This one is my personal life, any of your business. Since your wife was found dead in the motel room, you gotta be wrong. You wanna see the pretty picture? Hold on, I, I didn't do any of this. When a cop turns killer, you have the right to remain silent forever. Maniac Cop. 
Oh, so I chose Maniac Cop because I don't know. We met uh, what's his name, Warren Zevon, uh, <laughs> Robert Zito. Robert Zito. Robert Zito. We went met him in a cinema wasteland, and he was all like sweaty and drunk at the bar, just saying how much he hated the fans <laughs> in these fucking conventions. Um, he drank a lot of Goldschlager. Yeah, but he was uh, he was just very kind of uh, down and out. And I'd never seen any of the movies. Didn't know anything about him. And I honestly, I haven't seen. I watched this movie about uh, three or four months ago, maybe six months ago, and then watched all of them. Uh, and I thought, wow, these are just really bizarre. I really wanted to watch them because it had um, Bruce Campbell in it. Um, you know, and I'm a huge Bruce Campbell fan. So having met, you know, uh, Warren Zevon and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, um, Robert Zedar um, and um, Bruce Campbell both I'm like oh I'm gonna watch this in this movie I couldn't even really I don't remember what the movie's about other than this guy becomes this crazy cop and they think it's one guy but then they think it's another but I would go see it there's a whole trilogy of them they progressively get worse um, and that's saying something because the first one's really not that great anyhow um, but it's a, a really fun you know experience with that kind of genre movie it's a 1980s uh, type cop movie wasn't a so I would say go see it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll do it. I knew that one knew it. I didn't know you could uh, do the industrial dance feather. Oh yes. Watch me now. I don't know where we're at in this whole thing. This is Dr. Tar. Yes, I am. <laughs> this is Professor Feather. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm the Midnight Catfly. Unsane Radio is a TNF production. You could say that, yes. Visit us on the interwebs at www.unsaneradio.com. Unsaneradio.com. UnsaneRadio.com. You got any uh, suggestions, comments, rants, raves, verbalage? UnsaneRadio.com. Gmail.com. Oh, got me. <laughs> G. Mail. <laughs> Music by Silo Dump. That's Silo Dump. Was that a dump? And Sneak Machine. Links to everything and more can be found on our website. UnsaneRadio.com What's that? UnsaneRadio.com 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 UnsaneRadio.com
guitar always falls back to that one. That's his go-to. It works. It works. It, it works for me. <laughs> it works. I apologize to all the deaf people listening. <laughs> That's the best sign language I've ever seen. <laughs> Good lord, you should have seen me. I gave him a ham boner. <laughs> that was a rapid fingering. <laughs>